Hello and welcome to Kindness Connect podcast with me, your friend Sharfnisa Amina. And hi, hello. Hello. How are you, Sandeep? How are you? I'm doing great. What about you? Excited to do this with you. You're such a source of inspiration. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost you there. <laughs> oh, I'm saying that you're such a source of inspiration. uh meeting you and chatting with you was just so lovely and i i so look forward to this interaction thank you so much it was amazing talking to you first as well so uh sandhya to begin with i have a small rapid fire question round you know it's basically to help our audience to get to know you better so shall we begin shoot <laughs> okay so three ways you would describe yourself as a professional compassionate humorous mm, authentic perfect okay three words to describe your quirky side your goofy side oh dear that should have covered it in the last one <laughs> no all right so uh, irreverent i think for sure i think we take too many things seriously um imperfect so i i revel in imperfection <laughs> and Uh, finds philosophy in in cheesy pop songs. That's not a one word, but that's my answer. Okay, good. Okay, three fulfilled dreams. What's that? Three. Three fulfilled dreams. Three fulfilled dreams. Mm, to become a rescue diver. Um, I guess to have kids. And really, just to start liking myself. So that would be number one, actually. Oh that's amazing that's beautiful. I think we all struggle from time to time to like ourselves, right? So that that's a big achievement. Awesome. Okay, three goals you are yet to achieve. Uh I'll say I'm a work in progress. So so <laughs> my entire life is a work in progress and I hope to stay that way because once you've got something then what more left to achieve sort of, right? So uh let's see. Um honestly that's going to that's going to stymie me because i think every part of me i want to well maybe i'd like to be able to play one song on the piano without having to read notes and 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 messing up so can i just stop the rest everything is i i want it to remain a work in progress <laughs> okay so no problem no problem okay uh three biggest fears uh the coach answer is that i i like to convert my fears into the positives or the areas that i want to work in but i'm not really convinced of this fear but but my biggest fear would have to be that that we're becoming more intolerant as a people um my second fear is that we won't awaken consciousness fast enough before irreparable damage is done to our planet really these are these are my my biggest fears um I guess somewhere as a mom I I I I just hope like my kids won't complain about me when they grow up like go on Oprah and say you know my mom did this to me and that's why today <laughs> there's a mom here but I, so far it doesn't look like it there are days when I do wonder but yeah wow it's 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 so I don't know different and refreshing to uh hear someone say about their fears about collective consciousness and intolerance because Uh, usually when i ask this question or someone asks me this question uh, the responses are 
I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of spiders. So this was a very refreshing answer. And you know what? I'm going to hold you to this as we continue and go on in our discussion. I'll definitely ask you about this. Okay. Uh, moving on. Three all-time favorite books or movies. Um, it would have to be books, I think, because so much of my acceptance of myself and my enjoyment of my own sort of you know who i was came from books it would start with the catcher in the rye which is a very old book but a classic i think it just taught me that you can be so imperfect and still be okay um um another um okay do you want me to like list serious non fiction books or is this like fantasy books or whatever 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 your favorite okay. books um so the second one would would have to be vedanta treatise the eternities just because it's it it sought to find like universal principles in in all of living right not not related to any religion definitely one that's and it's made me curious about so many other religions as well um um and the third one would have to be um we are all completely beside my, ourselves it's it's about a girl that grew up alongside a, a chimpanzee and and it's just that feeling of love and oneness that that you felt uh, it, i could totally resonate with it both as an animal lover but i think there are bigger philosophical questions about how we see oneness it shouldn't be restricted to just human kind but to to well the entire universe hopefully <laughs> that's beautiful okay three all time favorite leaders leaders <sighs> Mahatma Gandhi would top that again for me. It's certain qualities that they embody. You know, I may may or may not agree with certain other aspects of theirs. Um, uh, Jacinda Ardern, the the uh, Prime Minister of New Zealand, uh, she's definitely inspiring. Um, let's see, can I just stop at two for now? I don't want to take up too much time. A third thought <laughs> not coming to uh, immediately. <laughs> no problem. No problem. No problem. Okay. Oh my, sorry, I got one. I, I don't know if you'd call her a leader, but she's a judge. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, she's also called Notorious RBG. Um, she's a thought leader. She's a legal, legal, you know, uh, icon. Uh, she's no more, but she's definitely one of my um, heroes. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, amazing. Okay, um, Sandhya, you talked about intolerance earlier and how it's your biggest fear. Uh, so. let's be very frank in our conversation i think sometimes this intolerance this um, biases that we have is in our own self we picked it up from somewhere as we grew up okay we watch a lot of tv social media this and that and these biases kind of stop us from thinking objectively you know like okay here's the truth but i am seeing that truth through my lens okay and that is creating a lot of problems for us so how would you go about um in saying how should i remove this lens how should i see the truth the reality as it is um what is the truth is really a question that we need to be asking ourselves for the entirety of our lifetimes i think even um there is it it one could debate that with most things there is always perspectives everything that we perceive is 
it, it has to be through the lens at least of our consciousness, right? So the big philosophical question in some uh, sometimes is that if there was a tree falling in a forest and there was nobody to watch the tree, did the tree really fall? So which is that there has to be a perceiver for there to be a perception, right? For something to have even registered as occurred. I mean, it's a philosophical debate, but, but on down to brass tacks, really, uh, I'll say two very important things. One is my more compassionate learning has been that intolerance comes from uh, two main reasons. One is fear. Fear breeds intolerance um, and, and, the, and also the perception of the other. Okay? So, so where does fear come from? Fear comes when, when, we, when we perceive some sort of threat, right? And already our minds, as you rightly said, so clouded by social media, so many thoughts, so many to-dos, must-dos, bucket lists, you know, demands on our time. We don't really have time to think things through. So we don't actually free up a lot of space in our brains. And so, you know, our, our standard response is we're, we're hyper-vigilant. We're always looking out for a threat. And, and when we perceive, when, when something happens that seems to question our beliefs, which we ourselves haven't really thought through very much. So, and that, that's really at the root of it. When you don't, I think Bertrand Russell, who's a, who's, a, who's a very famous author and philosopher, he said that the less sure you are of something, the harder you'll fight to defend it. I'm misquoting him, I'm sure, but that's the essence of what he was saying. So much, so little, so much so many things, like you said, we, we absorb and we just take in and we don't actually ask why. If you see kids, they will always ask the question, but why? But why? Okay, you want me to do this? But why? That's the first question. And really the essence of any philosophy is to ask the why. And if you keep asking why, you will actually end up not very sure. And that's okay. And that's okay. Like I said, is there such a thing as an absolute truth? We don't know that yet. Right. It will always be, I mean, all said and done, it will be through these eyes. It will be filtered through this brain. Right. And the truth that you see may be different from the truth that I see. But which brings me to my second point, which is that when we are unsure of our stand, if we're unsure of our truth in quotes, then when I will say that, oh, my God, your truth looks different from my truth. Therefore, you are different from me. And the minute we're able to see difference in in anything right like our, our our ability to kill an animal may, may and we, we might be, we might consider ourselves very fast but if we're saying okay you know what you are something lesser than me therefore i can kill you same thing with people you are different from me in your viewpoint therefore i can consider you as the other as the enemy right now Again, the, the, the corollary to that is that if you look for the oneness in it, and, and by the way, we are all, in that sense, we're all consuming, right? We, we, all, we all need to make space. We all need to eat. We all need to have our usness and our identity. So we are going to tread, but can we do that with compassion? So whatever, whatever we consume, whatever we do, yes, we are killing living things every day because we need to eat as well. But can you do that with compassion? Can you do that with thought? So that's really the, the question. Similarly with people, can you see the oneness in the other rather than the differences? When you look for the oneness, you see that. When you look for the differences, you'll, that's what you'll see. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, I agree. When we look for oneness, we're so similar. But um, you know, like you said, the differences that we have, and when we don't really try to understand ourselves, the questions that we have inside ourselves, we're not really self-aware. 
um i do believe it gets it, it really hurts to be very honest when someone questions our belief systems the ones that we haven't questioned ourselves and that's where things start to go wrong as you rightly said okay this questioning of beliefs is extremely important because at the end of the day our life is either made by those belief systems or it breaks and it affects all of us it affects you me our friends our family everyone so when someone questions our beliefs how do we open our mind how we say okay let me just take a deep breath let me listen to what the other person has to say and not take it personally how do we create that kind of mindset in ourselves um it's again a very powerful question you're asking me amina let me let me start with i won't answer it directly to start with let me let me start with the concept there's a philosopher called lao tzu um and he said that if there is to be peace in the universe there must be peace in the world for there to be peace in the world there must be peace in countries for there to be peace in countries there must be peace in communities peace in communities peace in family for there to be peace in the family there must be peace within us okay so like you rightly said it begins with us when when we are in a state of agitation it is our ego because like you said we may not have questioned it too deeply so when somebody else questions we feel that agitation we first we and and rightly so because it's somebody else imposing their ego on us at the end of the day anybody who's pointing the finger i always say this if you're pointing the finger i mean many people have said this before me three fingers are pointing back at you so please know that that the person who's pointing the finger it says a lot more about the person pointing the finger than about you if you're able to see it from that perspective then the second and much tougher aspect of this is how do you ignite compassion within yourself right which is to say that look i don't know all the answers i haven't found all the answers this attack is not an attack on me it is simply somebody coming from their space of ignorance wanting to establish their hierarchy or their viewpoint or 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 their own their own sense of threat for some reason that i can truly never understand i need to ignite compassion within myself so that one i can protect myself first and foremost two i can go deeper into my pain our pain our hurt tells us a lot about ourselves but if something hurts you i will i will encourage you to to just sit with it and say why am i feeling hurt i'm feeling hurt say because somebody questioned my belief why am i feeling that because somewhere i'm feeling that that this person is saying my belief is not valid why am i feeling that then you go deeper and deeper and that's that's again a lifelong inquiry you know we we again can do it to different we can't question everything but certainly the things that we can that are important to us and our our hurt our pain our agitation are great indicators for what's important to us so if you're feeling it i will invite you to sit with that pain and use that as inquiry the one who's pointing out like i said it says more about that person than it does about you what you should do about it is another question altogether which i, I think comes up <laughs> a little later definitely you have to sit with those feelings and sort them out something that i believe mindfulness is really this is where the essence of mindfulness comes in sit with yourself observe your feelings observe your emotions let them pass you know like they are guests entertain them and then let them go don't sit with them for a long time absolutely one of the exercises that that we are taught is always to just observe your thoughts like passing clouds you know what we tend to do is the minute we see a cloud we want to like grab onto it and say oh this is mine now you know what happened yesterday how could he say this to me 
but once you learn to create once you see that there is a mind that is thinking this thought so who is this mind who is this i that is thinking so when you start focusing deeper and deeper on who is this i there was this one i look at yourself in the mirror for starters amina when you look at your eyes you'll say this is amina but but this face is not what you were born with this hair this body nothing is what we were born with yet something has stayed amina from the minute you were well depending on how you want to see it you know from the minute you came into existence to today who is that i is there an i that is unchanging is there an i that is that is observing and once we do that we always come back to that i and say you know what all these clouds all these storms are going on around us there is an i that is silent there is an i which is powerful there is an i which is calm that is able to observe all of this that's that's the essence of the mindfulness practice beautiful beautiful now i'm going to try uh, draw an analogy from what you've said i is they that i is you me everyone okay we're observing i'm in midst in a midst of a storm okay something is happening around us um so let's let's begin with this tolerance is a decision intolerance is a decision understanding is a decision judging others is a decision being compassionate is a decision at the end of the day it's all the decisions and we're in the middle of a storm okay now in order to survive this storm that's happening around us the storm of intolerance of violence of hatred how do we make decisions that are really really good at the end of the day not just short term a period of you know the good but in the long term like okay it's hurting me today but in a few years months decades it will be really fruitful so we're in a storm how to make those correct decisions uh i'll give you first a little bit of the practical aspect to it um while it may seem like we are in a storm of intolerance we are in a storm of hatred statistics actually tell us that as human kind we are actually moving towards greater tolerance throughout history we've needed cooperation to survive right otherwise the, the we would have had to hunt um raise our children by ourselves watch our caves every night um you know fight off the predators we need today today the way society has developed we need each other you're producing something i serve a particular function i may be the protector you may be the grower of food i may be the hunter this person will be the caretaker in that sense cooperation is essential for the survival of of a community of any kind right once we realize that so so we have actually been moving towards greater and greater cooperation understanding um unfortunately the voices of intolerance are very loud media also plays this up very loudly now back to ourselves the answer for us there's i'm going to quote the lines from a again i'll misquote and i apologize for this the lines from a from a beautiful poem called the preacher in which the preacher is likened to a mountain okay so the the preacher stands tall and clouds gather about his chest clouds are these storms are these feelings are these emotions these emotions will come to our heart but we stay ever above the clouds that means that we need to retreat we need to retreat away from we need to distance ourselves from the storm we may physically be in the storm mind you but we can still retreat like i said to that silent self of ourselves in order for us to make conscious decisions okay so little bit of neuroscience here our brains are extremely lazy 
now this isn't a judgment of our brains but our brains essentially are wired to have to work as little as possible because energy is finite uh, we don't know typically when our next meal is going to come from or whatever right not in modern living but that's how our brain has been wired over millennia so we want to do things as efficiently as possible anything that's already happened to us in our childhood or somebody you know somebody's told us this 10 times 50 times our brain will say oh okay you know i have a ready response for that i'm going to pull out that response and just make amina do it now for us to take a conscious decision is a lot more work or a little bit more work okay i don't want to i don't want to turn turn anybody off doing that work as well so yes are there some things that we will not, we don't have to question on a daily basis do i have to wake up and think is gravity going to hold my feet on the ground i think we can safely put the few things like like that the science has done hundreds and thousands of studies on gravity to say that okay chalo bachcha now you might as well just believe it for this for, for everyday living okay uh, we don't have to question but so many which then frees up a lot of mind space we need our, our brain is like a computer right if there's so many things happening in our short term memory we lose processing power anybody who's had a laptop slow down on them will know that you first need to clear your cache clear your desktop all of these things it's the same thing with our brain for our brains to have to work it needs to be well rested it needs to have some thinking space some free memory in order to do this sort of thinking we need to expend a little bit of energy to say oh you know what i've heard this 50 times but is that the truth you know can i see another truth basically tolerance is activating your neocortex it's your cognitive thinking it's your long term thinking it's your problem solving it's your creative thinking which is to just the, the really just the question that you need to ask is is this the truth or is there another explanation Okay. okay excellent i don't know what's happening today i believe there's a storm <laughs> there's a storm outside coming <laughs> so we just need to roll with it um so what what i was saying was we being all the question we just need to ask ourselves is is this the truth or is there another explanation and and you know there's, there's a very simplistic sort of saying which is sabka suno khud ka karo right which is that i'm not saying that we need to take up everything as saying oh you are wrong this wrong this idea is wrong listen to it and and we can't fight everything we and and some of these institutions are extremely strong some of these thoughts or our our parents thinking or our communities thinking it's it's really we can make these choices about how we want to make decisions and and we can really pick which aspect of our life we want to give space to compassion to so when i was mentioning earlier that that this silent withdrawal to the silent self when it activates our compassionate so even for compassion to get activated you need to be in a state of calm you need to withdraw because think about it as like we are cavemen if you have been faced with a threat if you're saying oh i'm going to be so compassionate and you know i'm going to pet this tiger because i feel like it's very wrong to the tiger is going to eat you and that's going to be the end of you so nature has has created us in such a way that where we perceive threat we are going to completely hijack all of these aspects of our brain and go straight into the mode of i'm going to protect myself i'm either going to fight this tiger i'm going to run away from this tiger or i'm going to absolutely freeze such that this tiger can't hurt me but to prevent that but once that hijack happens you then also can't 
activate compassion at the same time it also like like puts on standby all the non non essential functions is that the right time to pet the tiger probably not is that the right time to think about your digestion is that the right time to think about your rest is that the time to think of creative solutions no it's also when we miss a lot of opportunities we miss a lot of occasions for creating connect when we are in this state right so um when when we retreat when but okay the, the last thing i want to say about the compassion is now when you activate this compassion we we again have this notion that oh compassion means that that uh, you know we'll be so passive we'll be so calm and we'll be like you know like placid like a cow and watch everything not at all the so what what we are describing is like um empathy and you know in in fact something like empathy will make you suffer so much because like you'll be feeling everybody's pain right and you'll get crippled by by all of this pain whereas if you act so empathy is just blindly blindly feeling oh she's sad i'm also crying he's angry i'm also getting angry i'm listening to this news anchor shouting when i'm getting agitated this is just blindly becoming emotional whereas compassion is very much a function of our thinking brain and when that gets activated it also activates within us the the centers in our brain corresponding to action also it it suppresses our fear response there's so much our our brain is capable of creating 100000 scenarios of what could go wrong what could happen what will happen to me because that's how again our brains are wired right a worried brain is only going to look for threats it's called our default mode network which is constantly scanning situations oh she said something to me yesterday is what did she mean by that does she actually oh they didn't invite me to the party like literally that that brain of ours is just scanning for threats switch that off activate your act activate your 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 active brain your cognition you'll be able to activate compassion which is to say that hey listen i can't solve the problems of the whole world but this little bit i can do and it may relate to just one person and when you're able to take that action you also end up feeling so much joy so much gratitude so much wellness and happiness you know uh, charity in every every religion says this every religion has an aspect of charity it says that it benefits the giver as well you're not just you're not losing money you're gaining so much more when you when you perform charity which is why every religion in the world encourages us to to be other regarding to show gratitude to show charity yes did i you were you were something that you said just before you talked about uh, charity and giving and gratitude uh, you used the word cognitive cognitive brain okay and you simultaneously used empathy and compassion uh, you know i believe that a lot of us when we think about empathy we totally go to the emotional side of it you know and we totally miss out that there's a ra rational logical brain out there which is thinking you know which is calculating and both of these need to go hand in hand if for some reason a cognitive brain is working on full time high and our emotions and thinking capacity is low it will create an imbalance we will hurt people and the opposite happens our emotions are all time high and our thinking ability has gone down we will hurt ourselves and hence there needs to be a balance how do we do that uh, so it's a little different our capacity to hurt other people usually comes from our unthinking brain okay because because as human beings our cognitive brain will always encourage us to cooperate so when you're defending when when you're when you're 
when you're being cruel to somebody, like I said, that's simply us putting blinders, saying that, look, you are different from me. So, so a psychologist conducted this experiment in a prison, um, I'm going to say in the 70s or 60s even, where they, they just split up. This was it's infamously, it's a very infamous experiment, which, which is called the Stanford Prison Experiment. You can look it up where they separated out a bunch of students, randomly assigned them as guard or prisoner. And they created like a mock prison out of a basement in, a, in, a, in, a, uh, in, in Stanford itself, in one of the unused buildings. And they also gave the guards dark glasses. Okay, so in a way, you're shielded from seeing that person as truly human. But also, these guards now feel like, hey, I have a job to do. I'm under a commander. I have to follow the instructions of the commander. This experiment, now, these guards started being able to show so much cruelty towards their own classmates, mind you. These are not actual guards or, you know, Nazi prison guards. Or, these are just students towards themselves. We've created a, this is us, you are the other. I am filtered and I am supposedly receiving instructions. We found this even with Nazi guards, which is that they they started assuming they, they did things far more cruel that they actually never got orders for. They just believe that, oh, this is how I'm expected to behave. These are the kind of orders I know I'm going to get. And they were, the, the experiment was called off in like two days. But that's exactly what's happening to us today, Amina. We have been, we've just been told that, oh, okay, this is us and you are the other. And we have assumed that, oh my God, there is actually somebody telling us that this us needs to protect ourselves from this other because we don't actually, if we question who has actually said this, you know, we might find a parallel, an alternate explanation. That's all I will say. I don't know the answer. You don't know the answer. You have to make the inquiry for yourself, which is that this is our belief. Is it really us and other? Were there really some instructions that I have to follow verbatim? What is the true meaning? Just ask. What, what does it mean? Why? What will this get us? Is that really the, the, the sort of things that we're fighting for? Are we really going to get that with this mode of operation? And there's also like this famous quote that, you know, you, if you keep doing things the same way and expecting a different result, that's the definition of insanity. So we've seen now that, that, that doing things in this way again and again and again isn't getting us, isn't getting us anywhere. It's not getting us economic freedom. It's not getting us prosperity. What do we all want at the end of the day? We want to get on with our lives, right? We want to make sure that our children have a good future. We want to make sure that we can wake up in the morning without feeling threatened every day. And we feel like we need to do this by, by, by pushing away the other, by fighting the other. But so far in the history of mankind, it has never worked. What's actually worked for us, what, where progress has actually happened is where there's cooperation, where we've put aside our differences and say, hey, let's collaborate on this. Let's try and figure out a solution of this together. You work on this part, then hand it over to me, and then we'll work together on this. All progress without exception, has only happened this way. Even like in the Cold War era, it was before your time, uh, cooperation actually happened when, when, when like the two, two, this was, you know, US and Russia, finally when, when one party gave some of their secrets to another, and you know, they traded, it was all a trade, okay, that's fine. But, but it was only when they were able to trade the sort of information that, that the whole world was able to progress even. So, like I said, it's what you put your focus on, what you put your emphasis on. It's what you, what, what sort of questions you ask. Cognitive thinking will always send us towards um, more, more. Uh, if you ask yourself the question, like what is the, what, what will get me the result that I want? That's your cognition in at play, and it will rarely come at the cost of another. 
that usually comes when your brain is hijacked and saying that oh i'm under threat or or oh i need to push that person away that's 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 our socialization that's that's from a very unthinking part of our brain so so far uh, this is what i've understood is basically we need to ask questions no matter how uncomfortable they are so we have to be honest we have to ask ourselves question and the other thing is that we really need to decide on what we really want based on those questions uh do i want as a person as an individual as a community as a society and at the end of the day i just need to focus on progress on the good side of things right and then you said this beautifully with so many examples and studies and research it's it's one of those philosophical sessions where you let's not stop let's just dig more into it <laughs> that was every like i mentioned before every child we are natural philosophers every person is born a philosopher in fact if you see every religion has got stories of somebody who's not educated right who's like like this baba who's had no formal education or no formal teachings every religion will have that but yet is so spiritual so philosophical every religion has within it a philosophical aspect and certain rules that were created for um for possibly just the management of the society it may be it may be for a long span of time it may be for a particular span of time they 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 differ depending on the rule and stuff like that but the philosophical aspects you see are common in almost all of the religions um you'll see it you'll see it reflected in science you'll see it reflected in observation right any thinking person that that child who's always asking why 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 that child will come to the same conclusion that's why you have these stories of of people you don't need education you don't need i mean i'm not saying please don't don't get educated but what i'm saying is these are the kind of truths that you should be able to arrive at independent of any kind of instruction just just reasoning contemplation thinking should take us all more or less to the same truths the less conditioning we have the the, the more universal those truths become <laughs> definitely and since you brought up conditioning how do we undo the already existing conditioning inside of us the biases that we already have um so um, by 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 some accounts there are there are like 300 or something biases that that we that any of us could possibly have and some of us have i can be i can tell you that i probably had all 300 uh, and i'm i'm 300. not get by any stretch of imagination so not to not to dissuade you in any way it's how we make sense of the world right in initially it's it's us being born we feel so vulnerable and um, we feel so not okay right we, we we want to be protected we want unconditional love and even if we have the most wonderful parents in the world uh, we go to school and suddenly there'll be like some some kid who's much better than us much faster than us somebody who's bullying us and for some reason we feel not okay so we develop all of these coping mechanisms or the all these ways to explain the world around us right either from our parents from our teachers from our friends but also the stories that we make up for ourselves which is that i'm so ugly i'm not good enough or i'm so much better than everybody else or i'm only better when somebody else is worse than me all these are like these are broadly what our biases are or that everybody's bad or everybody's good and there's so many right um the first is to be aware that we all have these biases so every and and these biases they 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 actually act like um 
they actually are voices in our head telling us that this is the truth and that this is good for you you know if you if you believe that 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 you you are so bad and you so you will never get there then then this might spur you into action but there are that there are two ways to be spurred into action one is to be constantly shamed and shamed and you know uh, tortured into putting into action or saying that hey listen this this is beautiful life and you know i have this path and i yes things happened and and this is what's brought me to this point from this point on what is the conscious action that i can take towards creating the sort of life i want what is the conscious action i can take towards creating the kind of relationships i want there is a um again going to misquote amina don't sue me for this um no but i think it's elliot hubbard or somebody who said you awaken in others the feeling that you have towards them do you see what i mean like if you if you go into a room saying that oh my god these guys are all jackasses then typically you know you more often than not you'll find that everybody in that room is going to behave like a jackass whereas if you walk into walk in, say say that okay you know what when when you reached out to me and we talked i just came from a place of curiosity right i had no idea what amina was going to talk to me about what we just come from a place of curiosity but my my tendency was to think that hey this look this this young lady looks so interesting and you know she has something fun to say let me see let me see what i can learn from her so so the, it's not about sitting and have and you don't have to sit and fight all your 300 uh, limiting beliefs just know that these are not our friend these are filters and they are we we perceive them as trying to keep us safe but as adults we are not vulnerable the way we were when we were kids we actually are very capable of transacting once we realize that that the essence of us is safe that we actually have this tremendous capacity for for working for changing our environment for changing our thoughts for changing our our future then we suddenly realize that we are no longer vulnerable then then people will say oh no but i'm trapped in this situation great minds have sat in jails and created miracles right every day we hear stories of great leaders who have been able to inspire masses did those did those bars actually trap them they were in a 8 by 8 cell but they were not trapped being trapped is your choice it's an unthinking choice so even when you say i have no option i am helpless that is a choice that you're making to feel helpless you always have a choice so when we realize it as adults don't worry about the hundreds of beliefs i will just say be aware and then say you know what i'm going to go with curiosity i'm going to say the next time i'm presenting presented with a situation my lazy brain is going to go to my default mode and say oh you know that's a he's a threat he's an idiot she's so ugly i'm so this oh my god i'm so much worse than just say calm down calm down let's just go with no labels go with curiosity and say let me see what i can find and when you go with calmness a calm brain is always that brain remember that's going to find collaboration cooperation that's going to find the good in others going to see the good in ourselves above all else then we can create a very very different reality and the good news is compassion um calm is actually far more contagious than 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 hatred is it just doesn't scream as loud as as uh, hatred probably does but but for every for every loud voice there are a hundred quiet voices helping each other you'll see this during lockdown i mean i've seen people with so little helping so many others you know on the one hand we we, we there are there are people who are like spreading hatred misinformation whatever you know and we see that but quietly there were 100000 people helping each other out so so 
you can choose which you want to believe. Observe for yourself, verify for yourself. If you look hard enough, you'll find it. True. Uh, Santhya, I have no words except that it was beautiful and that you're very motivating and that your curiosity and happiness is very contagious. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Uh, do, do keep in mind that 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 what I mean, I do feel lows. There are days when there are days when, you know, I haven't even wanted to get out of bed because things do affect me. But but again, that only means so that the simplest way to do it. Um, sorry, there wasn't a question there, but I'm just going to offer this because very often I feel like uh, sort of motivational speakers are constantly telling you to be positive, be happy. And that that's the the. It's not that we don't feel pain. It's not that we don't feel struggles. It's not that we don't question. I, I, I mean, I still have what you call an imposter syndrome, right? Which is that, you know what, am I just a fake? Am I just, you know, gassing my way through things? And that's normal. When you sit with that feeling and you say that, okay, I'm aware that these are voices in my head, but what are the other voices in my head that I can activate? So even sadness, the way to sort of overturn it may not be ha ha he he joy. It may just be to come to a place of, I'm okay. I'm okay. Things are happening. I'm grieving. I'm feeling hurt. My ego is hurt. My, 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 my expectations got, but all of these is not me. These are my feelings, your behavior, your feelings, your thoughts, your ego, your intellect. None of this is actually you. There is a you which is silent and calm and content. I think this is something that I needed to hear the most. I don't know about others, but the reason why I told you you're so very motivating and contagious is because uh, I had, I was having that low day today, you know, and then honestly, before coming to this live, I was like, what am I really doing? I had that imposter syndrome, like, God, I, I, I seriously, I'm not sure what I'm doing right now with my life. And I was super down from yesterday. Uh, and really after starting getting into conversation with you, I had this very uplifting feeling inside of me, you know, okay, everything's fine. I, I was starting to come to a place of calm and which is why I felt it's important to tell you that, you know, you're very motivating and it's contagious. Your happiness is contagious because it kind of shifted my mood from that low place to now, okay, happy, calm, contented place. So yeah, I wanted to tell that and thank you for it. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm going to keep one thing in mind that, that, um, the way society is structured is that uh, psychologically, this is called a party game, okay? Uh, which is that people like to cluster in groups. Again, when when we are uh, when when we are herds, when you know when we need to protect ourselves from that tiger, um, we find safety in numbers. And how do we know who's going to get our back? How do we know who's going to watch us? Somebody who we feel is someone exactly like us. Right. Which is why that that when you sometimes join, when you say, say like you're a, you're joining a new group somewhere. And I see this with a lot of the students that I that I uh, happen to speak to or whatever. Sometimes you're the outsider in the group and everybody's going to watch you initially. They'll invite you. And they'll watch you. If you if it's not just enough for you to for you to be silent and observe them, it's very important that you say things which endorse their group dynamics. Right. Like if they if this is a particular group that's decided that the chemistry professor is 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 like a complete idiot, then it's not just enough for you to stay quiet. You need to actively endorse that view in order for you to be be considered one of them. Otherwise, 
the typical unthinking group dynamics what we call herd mentality is that they would rather eject you from the group than to have somebody who could potentially challenge that viewpoint because then that they have now decided that that professor is an idiot is anybody 100% idiot or 100% genius no right but i'd rather not have somebody come in and question that about myself because then it 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 really messes with that 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 um session that we have in the canteen every day where we sit and complain about that professor so i'd rather not have that in the group and so so very often when when we feel when we want to choose paths which are authentic which are question which are which which are untrodden in that sense we also come from a place of uncertainty and that uncertainty is okay it's okay paths untrodden are uncertain you're forging you're 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 forging a new path for yourself so of course uncertainty will be there and and that that when when you don't get accepted by that that little herd um ask yourself you know is that is that really the 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 maksad of my existence is that what i want do i want acceptance from people who will not accept anybody other than themselves who will not accept anybody who will not celebrate my individuality and when you and could that path that you choose be a little lonely yes but do keep in mind that you will find you will find connections we will find these little sort of pathways with with similar people who are traveling we might all be walking our paths a little bit individualistically but know that you and i can reach out and say that hey listen i i need a little hand holding right now i need a hug right now and 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 this becomes our our community you know we may not be the kind who'll sit together and spend hours together because we have so much to do we have we have we have to forge these paths there's a lot of exploring lot of questioning a lot of sitting with ourselves and sitting with that discomfort that we have to do we can't spend we don't have the time to spend on on these on these uh, large gangs and community activities or whatever it may be so the 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 path less explored may be a lonely path but do know that you're not alone that's a powerful advice amazing i will definitely keep that in mind um so i'm moving a little different in our direction of conversation um there's a huge misconception amongst people especially when it comes to the word kindness kindness is equal to weakness or kind people are easy to take advantage of and that's definitely a pure myth so how do we break that myth how do we encourage kind people to show their kindness express their kindness and to not shy away i think we need to understand what kindness is again sometimes we uh, you know we may we may one of the one of the questions that that gets asked quite often is you know why do bad things happen to good people right he's so good and but this this sort of good and we will never truly know what's going on in somebody else's brain that's the first thing that we should accept we can never know even if it's our own parents our sibling our spouse our boyfriend whatever it may be somebody else's brain we can never truly get into even even neuroscientists haven't been able to figure out with all the machines yet there's a lot that we don't know there's a lot that we don't know about our own selves but what we can do most authentically is to is to go into our own thinking and our own patterns okay so what we what what we think of as kindness is that oh if i do this if i do x i will get y or if i'm good to you you will be good back to me or that if if i do everything exactly the way you want me to do then you're going to call me a good girl so these these are actually fallacies because if you see i mean like like you can say that if i study for if i study for 10000 hours i'm going to become a genius 
science has proven that that's not going to happen. It will just make you very good at those 10,000 hours or whatever, but it doesn't necessarily make you a genius, right? That if I study so hard, I'm going to get into XYZ college. Now, that XYZ college may have a quota this year for I need one hockey player, I need one uh, 95 percenter, I need one uh, singer for my college band. And uh, here comes Amina, who's got 94.99 percent. She has worked so many hours to, to get those marks, but uh, neither is she a hockey player, neither is she a singer, and she's not got 95 by 12. So you see that the outcome may not always be in her hands. So when we do something with the expectation of a particular result, that's a fallacy. Okay, and we feel like, oh, if I do good, the world will, the universe will reward me, this, that, things like that. It's a little different. We use these sort of simplistic words to explain to somebody who's not thinking at all. But if you think about it very carefully, the only thing that we have in our control is our choice of action. Okay, I'm going to, if I want something, I'm going to work towards it. Is the final outcome in my hands or not? The final outcome is dependent on so many things, right? If nothing, COVID has taught us that. So many people may have applied for a job and that company only doesn't exist. Then how can you say the universe owes me a job? So what, what the, 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 this, this whole concept of the universe is really that, that, that you have to do what you ought to do. You have to do what is your role. You have to identify what is your role. And, and when you become, and the second aspect of it is that when you become other regarding, when you take other people along with you in the direction that not, not drag them along against their will, but you know, when, when you, when you say, Hey, I see you, you look like you're struggling, come with me. Then it also lightens your load because it takes away your preoccupation with yourself. Then you're not just worried. Oh my God, am I going to get in this? Am I going to get in this college? And the amount of time you waste thinking about that could have been time. You, you could have been studying one, but also helping another. So why this sort of what we so what we really see as kindness is do I see you as you are? Okay. Oh, I'm going to get into this college. You need to come with me and get into this college. Where does that need come from? It comes from my need, my ego. I want you to come with me so that I will have a friend when I go into the new college. I want my child to do this so that people will talk about oh, so great, her child has gone into Harvard. Is that is that kindness or is that selfishness? Okay. So kindness. Nothing but saying that, hey, beautiful soul in front of me, I see you and I celebrate you and what you need. Let me help you to get what you want. Because when we do that, we are not being preoccupied with ourselves. Also, we are seeing, we are truly seeing the, the, the unique, beautiful individual soul that's in front of us. Not what we want to see through our wants, our filters, our biases. So that to me is the very... <laughs> Uh, you know, very simplistic explanation of kindness, but which is the same thing for ourselves as well, right? When you turn that lens, when you hold that mirror up to yourself, what are we seeing? Oh, you didn't do this. You didn't get into this college. You didn't achieve this. You didn't make your parents happy. Where is all this coming from? Can you just hold up a mirror to yourself and say, hey, beautiful soul, I see you. You're so wonderful. Whatever's happened has brought you to this point. That's why you're here looking at looking at yourself now. Let me, let me love, let me celebrate this beautiful soul that I can see. We have to first see the beauty and the, and the acceptance of ourselves before we can see that in anybody else. I think that is true kindness. Beautiful, beautiful. I think this is one of those, um, 
ideas and explanation of kindness that doesn't come across very often you know you have to specifically ask a few words a few questions to get this kind of answer so it was beautiful to listen to it thank you okay. I, i invite you to not accept any of this at face value you should be able to challenge it question it so the entire scientific process how does it work you build a hypothesis okay sandhya has said this so i'm going to see if this works now so sandhya says that if we're thinking blah blah whatever right now you need to go out and test that for yourself you need to test it again and again and only if it holds up again and again are you going to be able to internalize it and that that's when it becomes your truth until then you got to keep on questioning if it doesn't work for you go back to the drawing board hold on a second is she the person i need to be listening to or could i have misunderstood or is there another definition that works better for me that is your journey no no person because again i mean i'm limited by my own brain what a tragedy if 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 anybody took you know the the limitations of my brain as the gospel truth i would the nothing can be more beautiful than the authentic search of your beautiful brain yes definitely question everything and never accept anything at face value i love that idea you know this is what i believe is open mindedness let someone's idea come in invite them in have tea with them have a conversation with them and if they if you feel that really that idea is beautiful amazing honest truthful let give that idea space a permanent space in your heart and head if not you just let them go absolutely that, that's what we all need to do absolutely one good way of testing that is to see you know again like i said our agitation uh, will often give us a good indicator of what um, well i should qualify that what we feel is gut feel by the way can come from two places it can come from our socialization which is that you know for 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 decades or for generations my family has believed that we are very bad with money so the minute you're getting an opportunity to earn more money your gut feel will tell you oh no 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 this may not be this may be too much for me that's your fear based thinking that's your socialization that's your default thinking that's going in there's another kind of gut feel that comes from having beautifully assimilated like if if a surgeon has to make a decision do i cut here or do i cut here that surgeon has has a thousand hours of surgery behind him he will know instinctively what to do right so when when again your cognitive thinking when your conscious brain when it feels like somewhere it's sitting right when everything in nature when everything of 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 that's 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 truly enduring as a philosophy seems to be resonating the same thing then you will find a sense of calm with that idea oh my god this idea sits with me quite well um which is very different from i like this idea because it enforce because it it already resonates with my pre-existing world view that is again unthinking that's what we call a confirmation bias right we we watch the news channels that 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 subscribe to our philosophy we follow the we follow the influencers that 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 have the same values of us i will invite you to listen to viewpoints as different as possible so you can challenge your own thinking every day the minute you say this is it that means you've closed off that part of your brain to thinking bus dead <laughs> wow you know after listening to everything that you've said i believe that you have done a lot of this sitting down with yourself having conversations with yourself it's not just the formal education of philosophy psychology mindfulness but it's also you've applied it internally and that is beautiful and that reflects in everything that you say and you do so this brings me to the next question what is the best advice you've given to yourself and why because i believe 
even though we get hundreds and thousands of advices from everyone from around the world we have our conversations in ourselves in our with our in the own selves in our head and we never identify it but we always give ourselves advices so which is the best advice that you've given to yourself hmm i've given myself a lot of advice i i'd have to say <laughs> two things one is less is more taken less sit with it more which is where it comes from right like I, I, there's no end to how much gyan opinions thinking uh, information information very different from wisdom right wisdom is processed information wisdom is assimilated information i told you i'm very much a work in progress but you're absolutely right there i have to balance out taking in versus sitting with it assimilating it um somebody like me that loves reading it's 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 a struggle for me daily to say that no you know this much take less is more less is more sit with it first and the second biggest piece of advice to myself is just be kind to yourself be kind to yourself you know we are so we feel so not okay with ourselves you know we say oh he's so nice they're so well high achieving this that nobody has walked in your shoes just be kind to yourself how can you possibly be the best version of yourself if you're going to get on to somebody else's race track what a what a what a waste of a beautiful life it is if if you're going to judge yourself by somebody else's standard somebody else's measure of success happiness this that when in fact you are capable of 100% of your own satisfaction your own happiness what's important to you and nobody else can define that for you so kind be kind to yourself above all else <laughs> you are beautiful wonderful sandeep thank you so much you know uh, i really cannot express in words my gratitude because after every word after every second after every minute you shelled out so many beautiful philosophies ideologies insights and it's truly amazing thank you so much for being a part of my movement <laughs> like i said i'm inspired by you and keep in mind that that what changed what turned your mood around for you is the fact that you showed up you know we recognize the mood but we still show up for ourselves right this was something that's important to you we could just as easily have canceled it but you showed up for yourself for something that was important so there's always the the think of it as like the better angel within ourselves we always have this this the, the the better self within us this this better angel within us uh, that that can overturn the 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 voice that's trying to pull us down so if we give more space to that i'm i'm i believe we will create a better future for ourselves thank you you inspired me so much so really really thank thanks you. so much thank you everyone for being a part of our episode kindness connect thank you once again sandhya and i hope we can always have such wonderful conversations in future once again absolutely thank you everybody have a lovely day lovely evening whatever your time zone your lovely day bye 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 take care i thank you i hope you liked this episode of kindness connect podcast i will be back with more amazing friends of mine and together we will be exploring kindness and mental health until next time Take care.